If you have your Bible, turn with me to John chapter 2, beginning in verse 13. I'm going to just share. It's not going to be, you know, uh, I just got a few thoughts I want to share with you, Don. It actually goes along with what, what I just prayed. Uh, again, just like Sunday, I didn't even talk to Nathan about that. It, just the song said, and that song selection goes right into what I wanted to share tonight. And, and that second part of the fire, talking about, you know, how fire purifies and burns up, you know, the trash and the, what the Bible calls the tross, right? All that, that junk and the stuff that, you know, and sometimes, you know, it's just things like distractions, right? Things that distract us from the Lord. And it's not always even uh, the bad things. But, but if you in John chapter 2 and verse 13, I, I always, I, I love this, this scripture and this story. And actually, I, I love when the Old Testament, the New Testament quotes the Old Testament. And, and we're going to look at, at, at a passage in the, the New and Old Testament. Uh, but John chapter 2 and verse 13, it says, It was nearly time for the Jewish Passover celebration. So Jesus went to Jerusalem. In the, in the temple area, he saw merchants selling cattle, sheep, and doves for sacrifices. He also saw dealers at tables exchanging foreign money. Jesus made a whip from some ropes and chased them out, chased all of them, chased them all out of the temple. He drove out the sheep and cattle scattered the money changers' coins over the floor and turned over their tables. Then going over to the people who sold doves, he told them, get these things out of my, get these things out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a marketplace. Then his disciples, check this out, his disciples remembered this prophecy from the scriptures, passion for God's house will consume me. I love that. Passion for God's house will consume me. So when I'm just talking about the, the fire here, and we're talking about the fire of God and the passion of God, this passion, the kind of passion that Jesus had that reminded him of something, of an, of an Old Testament scripture, wasn't just a passing passion. It consumed Jesus, right? It consumed him. And, and, and you know, uh, Jesus was so consumed. I mean, he, he, it came out physically. It, it, you know, and just show, it just was reminded that, that, you know, it shows that, uh, what they talked about, Brother Francis, uh, over the weekend when it was at home going service. You know, meek doesn't mean weak, right? So we see that Jesus wasn't weak. Matter of fact, it reminded me, uh, there was a guy that was, uh, in a, in a, in a ministry, uh, reaching out to bikers. He got saved and he was, he was in the biker ministry and, uh, he's ministering and reaching out to all these, these hardcore biker guys and, and he has this table set up and he had these little tracks and they were little red coins and it had, it had some kind of gospel track on it. And he had them on the table and he said, you know, uh, how many of y'all know that Jesus was a man? Jesus was not weak and they just kind of like, and the guy walked up behind the table and he grabbed the table and he flipped it up as hard as he could. And that thing flipped in the air. I mean, coins went everywhere. It slammed down and all these guys are like, whoa. And he said, you know, he read that scripture. He said, think about it. That's what Jesus did in front of a bunch of people he, he never met, you know. And, and, and showing one, Jesus' weakness is not, meekness is not weakness, but that's how much passion he had. The Bible says that it consumed him. Like it, it reminded the, the, the disciples of the scripture that, man, this guy is so passionate for his father and the things of the Lord. It consumed them, you know. And, and, and of course, we might be passionate and, and, and so passionate about some things it consumes us. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Uh, sometimes it's wrong. Sometimes it could be right. It could be things that, again, are not even, uh, you know, sinful or whatnot, but we can just be, just be ate up and be so passionate about it. Like I'm sure uh, quite a few people were passionate about the Saints game Sunday, right? Right? I mean, and, and you know, uh, Miss Roxy, I see you, 
shaking your head over there like you, you probably wasn't that calm Sunday to watching the game, I'm sure, right? Now she's being honest. She's shaking her head no, right? So we can be, you know, nothing wrong with football, right? There's nothing wrong with football and being passionate. I, I, I like the Saints. I like the Tigers. I like the Cajuns that you, you know, you get into these games. But, but if, if things that are not of heaven, it's one thing to be passionate about something, but if it begins to consume you, if you begin to be obsessed with them, it's one thing, you know. If when you get when you, something consumes, you begin to get obsessed with it. If it's if, even if it's like a football that's not sinful, it can become it can consume your life, it consume your thoughts, and then it could begin to derail you. But you know, I, I'm praying that during this time of prayer and fasting, we would get consumed with passion for the Lord. If anything else, I know that that's why I hadn't even prayed about any prayer needs or prayer requests yet, and we'll do that. We'll do that in a little bit. But as we, as, as, as we worship and, 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 and as I, you know, just share these few thoughts, if anything during this time, and we always say this, anything at the halfway point right now, I hope already you feel like there's a greater passion for the Lord that begins to stir up in you. And that you begin, and I pray that the passion of the Lord begin to consume you. Now, in this scripture, it says passion for God's house will consume. So let's look at those two words in, in the original language. Passion or in, in some translations, zeal in the Greek means, of, of course, which it pretty much be similar to the English definition, enthusiasm, an attitude, or a deep emotion. And also, earnest concern. That's pretty interesting. Earnest concern. House means, now this might be passion for God's house. Yeah, of course, it's a place of deity, a temple. But listen to this. By extension, this word in the original language is family, lineage, and people who live or are originated in a particular house. So not only the Lord himself, but we need to be consumed with the Lord himself, but the things of God, the will of God, and also the people of God. See, that is one thing why it's important to be in fellowship and connected in the body of Christ. So when he says passion for God's house has consumed me, it's not just like, oh, a passion for coming to church. That's part of it. But what he's saying is that the Lord himself and everything that pertains to him. Are y'all tracking with me? The word of God, the will of God, the people of God, the presence of God, you know, anything that, that pleases the Lord. These are the kind of things we want to be passionately consumed with. We should, uh, we should be so consumed that our passion for God drives out anything out of our temple that would either distract or take the place of God, right? Anything that's not God or takes the place of God that would distract us from it. You remember he went in the temple and he drove out everything because he was passionate about it. He drove out. So think about now not the temple as this place like we're not going to flip over, you know, keyboards and stuff tonight. Um, one, there's no need for that too. I'd be in a lot of trouble. That wouldn't be a good illustration. But think about your body. The Bible says that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? So if you think about it that way, let's use this story to look at us personally right here, not the temple like a, a, a building. But what is it? Are, are you passionate about the Lord that is beginning to drive out things in your life that is either distracting or taking the place of the Lord? And if not, I want you to begin to shift your prayers Shift the rest of this time of fasting, the second half. I know we got prayer lists and we got requests and things we're praying for, and that's great. You don't, you don't need to stop praying for that. But, but, but this is important, guys, because, again, what we're passionate about is going to drive our life. What we're passionate about is, is what's going to drive our thinking. It's what's going to drive. I talked about that Sunday. That's what the whole message was about Sunday, was about, about our minds and mental freedom and, and reprogramming our thinking. But the things we're passionate, when you're passionate about something, when you're consumed with something, that's all you think about, right? 
When you consumed with something, that, that's, that's what you talk about, right? And so, you know, I want you to encourage you. We're going to pray about that tonight before we go, about being consumed with the things of the Lord. In the other three uh, Gospels, in in this account of the story, Jesus says it this way. He said, the scriptures declare, my temple will be a house of prayer. You have turned it into a den of thieves. See, Jesus' passion drove them out because the temple was supposed to be a place for spending time with God. Supposed to be a place to pray. So he was, he was frustrated and people like, man, these, these guys are just trying to make a living. And actually they wasn't. They were, they were jacking up the prices. People that got there late to Jerusalem for the sacrifices, they didn't have the animals. And so what they were doing was they were selling it at a, at a higher price to make money off of the people before they were, you know, um, you know, at a higher cost, not just regular selling, but they were taking advantage. And that's why he was frustrated because it was a den of thieves. And this was, you know, so again, look at it in that way, you know, our temple, and even this place, supposed to be a place where we commune with God. Remember, we're spiritual beings in a natural body. That's why he says you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. So when you're thinking about this scripture and, and this illustration, it's us communing with God. It's, it's a place where, you know, we're spending time with God and, and being so passionate about the Lord. See, I know and believe that Jesus' passion for the Father came from prayer as well. As we're in this time of prayer and fasting, when he went to the, the, to the Mount of Olives, he, uh, he, he went there to pray. He prayed all night. Different accounts when he chose his disciples, he prayed all night. The Bible says this in, in, in the Gospels that Jesus often slipped away to pray. You know, you can say, yeah, you know, but Jesus was God. But you got to understand, when Jesus came to earth, he emptied himself of all of his, his deity, all of his God, uh, uh, his, his God um, uh, attributes when he came to the earth. So just like us, he did that. So he had to do that to be able to, to sacrifice himself for us to be human like we were. Now, he came from God. He is God. But in that moment, he had to, in this time on earth, he had to pray like we had to pray. And you got to think, the, the mission and the mandate and the destiny that was on Jesus' life, he knew all along was to come to earth and die a torturous death on the cross. So you got to believe that he had prayer and he had to have, to have a passion for his father and to do his father's will. A lot of that came from prayer. Are y'all tracking with me? That's why it's so important during prayer to focus on, okay, Lord, help us that we are on fire, that we are passionately consumed with you. So let's go to the scripture in Psalm 69 now where the disciples was quoting this from. Psalm 69, beginning in verse 9. Psalm 69, 9 through 16 says this. Passion for your house has consumed me. This is, this is David. This is King David writing this song. Passion for your house has consumed me, and the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. When I weep and fast, they scoff at me. When I dress in burlap to show sorrow, they make fun of me. I am the favorite of town, I am the favorite topic of town gossip, and all the drunks sing about me. That's a bad day when, when the drunks are making fun of you. But I keep praying to you, Lord, hoping this time that you will show me favor. In your unfailing love, O Lord, answer my prayer with your sure salvation. Rescue me from the mud. Don't let me sink any deeper. Save me from those who hate me and pull me from these deep waters. Don't let the floods overwhelm me or the deep waters swallow me or the pit of death devour me. Answer my prayers. Again, David's crying out to the Lord. Answer my prayers, O Lord. For your unfailing love is wonderful. Take care of me, for your mercy is so plentiful. 
reading that psalm, let me ask you a couple of questions as we've been fasting. As you've been fasting, has anyone maybe scoffed at you, have made fun of you because you're fasting? Maybe, and, and, maybe, and maybe some people have, maybe if not, if not people, maybe just the enemy. Maybe you've been just hearing, you know, a little voice or, or in, in, inside that, you know, you know, making fun or trying to derail you or trying to, trying to mess you up from, from what you're doing. You know, maybe in this time, have you been, or not even before you was fasting, think about it, have you been, why, why he said it, the target of gossip? Have you found out recently or know that somebody's been gossiping about you? Maybe there's things that have happened in your life just because people know that you're a Christian, just because they know you're a believer, just because they know you're a follower of Christ. Maybe people make fun of you, gossip about you, talk about you, you know, whatever. Let me ask you a question. If that's the truth to anyone else or anything because people know you belong to Christ, what has been your response? What has been your response? When, when the enemy or people try to derail your walk with the Lord, what is your response? Verse 13, David said all these things again. And, and when, when the town drunks are making fun of you, what does he say? He said, but I keep praying to you, Lord. I keep praying to you, O Lord. All these things are happening because I'm praying, because I'm fasting, because I'm serving you. And that's the thing. Some people get tripped up on, man, Lord, I'm serving you. I'm doing everything right. Yet all these things are happening. But David says, I keep praying to you, O Lord. David was so consumed with the passion for God that it didn't matter what people said or did. He was going to pray and live for the Lord anyway. See, that's passion. When you're consumed, it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter how many people make fun of you. It doesn't matter how many people laugh at you. It, don't, it doesn't matter if the town drunk's making fun of you. It doesn't matter what things are happening around you. When you're consumed with the passion of the Lord, the things of God, the will of God, and the mandate and destiny that's on your life, when you're consumed, nothing can derail your faith in Jesus Christ. That's how we need to be consumed, that it doesn't matter what happens, Lord, what I go through, what doesn't happen, what prayers don't get answered, right? That's the kind of passionate consumption for the Lord that I believe he's talking about. Again, even when our prayers don't get answered. He kept praying, and I believe, especially for David, that he kept praying, says it twice in that scripture, and that praying, I believe, increased David's passion. And remember, David's passion started whenever he was uh, just a young boy in the fields, shepherding his flock all alone. All he had was that time with the Lord and, and, and worshiping and praying and, and spending that time uh, with God. He had a lot of time to be alone with the Lord. Again, whenever his, his father in essence rejected him, he was the youngest of his family. All these things happened. You know, he, he was able to cultivate a passion for, to, for the Lord. So tonight I want to pray that God stirs up a passion in us that begins to consume us like Jesus and like David. Amen. The last scripture I want to share, one quick verse. Hebrews 12, 29 says, for our God is a consuming fire. Amen. So as we just begin this, as we were just singing, as we were just praying that the fire of God would fall on us, that that fire, as it says in Hebrews, would consume us. If the worship team wants to go ahead and come back out, we're going we're gonna to pray a little bit more and we're going to worship a little bit more. Why don't you go ahead and stand up with me? Before, before they, as they come out and before we, we begin and transition and wrap up the service tonight, one thing I want to ask is, he says, as he was praying, 
He said, you know, hear my prayer, answer my prayer with your sure salvation. There might be somebody in here tonight that you're not sure of, of the salvation of the Lord. You're not sure if you're right with the Lord. Why don't you do me a favor? Why don't you close your eyes and bow your head with me? Are you sure of salvation? Are you sure of salvation? Are you sure that that whenever this life's over and you breathe your last, that you're going to be saved from an eternity that's separated from the Lord? With every head by every eye closed, before we pray, you know, the, the passion with the Lord has to start with giving your life to the Lord. So whatever head bowed, every eye closed, if you say, Brandon, you know what? I'm not sure of, of, of salvation. And what that means is the Lord's saving you from your sins. The Bible says we've all died and fall short of God's glorious standard. But the, and, I, and the wages of sin is death. But the good news is that Jesus came to pay the free came to pay our sins and the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. So you say, Brandon, I'm not sure of that salvation that David was talking about. If that's you, I want you to just slip up your hand and say, Brandon, I need to make sure I get right with the Lord tonight. I want to be sure that, you know what, when this life ends, that I'm going to spend eternity with the Lord. Is there anybody here tonight say, man, I need to get right. I see your hand, ma'am. Anybody else? Say, man, I need to get right. That The passion starts, sir, I see your hand. I got. I want to make sure of the sure salvation. Anybody else? Thank you. I'll see your hand in the back, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? We're going to pray together for these that raise their hands. And I want you to be, before you leave tonight, that you be sure of your salvation. That you can say, you know what, I know that I've been apart from God, but I want to be right. So, hey, let's pray with these that raise their hand. The Bible says if you believe in your heart, can you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. So let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I thank you for loving me. I thank you for dying for me. Lord, I thank you for forgiving me of my sins. I ask that you would cleanse me of my sins. I repent and I turn away in Jesus' name. Now I'll make you my Lord and Savior. Lord, give me the grace and give me the strength to live for you all the days of my life. And I thank you for the assurance of this salvation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. Why don't we give these a, as long as we rejoice with them, give them a round of applause. Thank you, Lord. Hey, for those of y'all that raised your hand, there's a, there's a card in the pew in front of you that says, I made a decision. Go ahead and fill out that card. Uh, you can bring it up here once we close in a little bit. Or you, when you leave, go out in the lobby to the left, bring it to the info center. If you need a Bible, we'll give you a Bible. We'll give you some materials to try to get, help you get started on the way. Come on, let's begin to pray about this. Why don't you lift your hands to the Lord, and, and if you desire more passion, as just we just talked about, let's begin to pray that. Lord, we pray for a greater passion. Come on, don't just listen to me pray. Let's pray. Pray for yourself. Pray it like your prayer depends on it. Come on, pray it like if that, that if it had to be your prayer to be answered for this, this or whatever. Come on, pray like your prayer depends on it. Lord, we pray that a passion for you, Lord, would consume us, Lord. We pray passion for your house, oh God, for your people, for your will and for your word would begin to consume us Father in the name of Jesus we pray Lord God for a supernatural Lord God passion of Jesus that we would be overwhelmed with your with your uh, your fire Lord overwhelmed with your presence overwhelmed with your glory Lord we pray passion Lord God a greater passion Lord God that we'd have greater passion for, for you and compassion for others Father 
In the name of Jesus, Father, we love you. We need you, Lord. Stir us up, Holy Spirit. Come on, ask the Holy Spirit to fill you with a fresh. Come on, the Bible says don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Begin to ask the Lord right now, Lord, fill me afresh tonight. Come on, that's where the passion comes from, a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we pray for your fire, Lord. We pray for a fresh infilling, Lord God. Fresh fire, fresh passion to be poured out, to be burned in us, Lord. In a new way, Lord God, let your fire fall, let your wind blow, let your glory come down, Lord. We, we want to be consumed. Come on, ask the Lord to consume your mind right now. Come on, Lord, I pray that you would consume our mind. Ask the Lord to consume your heart. Lord, we pray for consumption of our heart, of our thoughts, and of our emotions, and our lives, of our spirit. Come on, ask the Lord, Lord, consume me. A fresh fire, I pray, be released, Lord God, in our life tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name, Father, we pray, release it. Fresh fire, fresh passion, fresh anointing, Lord God, I pray. In the name of Jesus, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, consume us. Have your way. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord and begin to surrender right now. Say, Lord, have your way. Have your way. Come on. Begin to surrender afresh tonight. Just say, Lord, have your way. Do what you want in me. Come on, part of the Lord. Consuming you is you. You releasing everything. You surrendering to the Lord right now. Lord, we surrender it all to you, Father God. We surrender it all afresh tonight. Come on. Just give your life to the Lord again. Surrender your mind. Surrender your heart. Surrender to your life. Come on. Surrender your marriage to the Lord. Surrender your children to the Lord right now. Oh, my God. We surrender afresh, Lord. Have your way, Father. Have your way, Lord. We surrender, Lord God. We want to be passionately in love with you. Come on. Help. Let's ask the Lord, Lord. Help us to fall in love with you all over again. He said to return to your first love, Lord. Oh, Lord. We want to fall in love with you in a passionate way, Lord God. Lord, all consuming fire, pour out and consume us in a fresh and a mighty way, Lord God. In Jesus' name, Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord. We want to to be totally and wholly surrendered to your will and your way. We want to be passionately in love with you, Lord. Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done. Come on, let's pray that, Lord. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Have your way in us tonight, Father God. Have your way in us tonight, Lord, in Jesus' name.